Assalamu alaikum. The uh, Lahore Mdia movement welcomes you to its broadcasts. Just to remind you that uh, the Lahore MDF movement was created by Hazrat Mirza Ulam Ahmed of Qadian, whose teaching was that although other Muslims believe in the coming of a Prophet after the Holy Prophet Muhammad, this is wrong because the Holy Prophet Muhammad is called Khatmun Nabiyin by the Holy Quran, and the Holy Prophet himself explained that term by saying there is no prophet after me. So no prophet can now come whether it is an old prophet or a new one. Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed's claim was that he was the Mujaddad of the 14th century of Hijra and his distinction was that he was the person for whom the Holy, uh, Holy Prophet Muhammad had used the words Messiah and Mahdi. Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed also talked that uh, although reciters of the Kalima belonging to different uh, schools of thought are very keen to scream heretic, kafir at each other, but that the Holy Prophet had strictly forbidden this. The Holy Prophet had said that if one reciter of the Kalima says to another reciter of the Kalima, that you are not a Muslim, it is the person saying it who goes out of the fold of Islam. So we mustn't call each other kafir and heretic and all this kind of thing. Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Sahib also taught that although people who are not members of this organization believe that some prophetic revelation has been missed from the Holy Quran. This is incorrect and untrue because God says that uh, I have revealed the Holy Quran and I will protect it. So how can anything we missed from it when God is protecting it. And Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed taught that jihad is a fundamental duty of every Muslim. But jihad as defined by the Holy Prophet Muhammad, 
who, when returning from fighting, said, Muslims were returning from the minor jihad to the major jihad. Then explained that the major jihad is jihad bin nafs. That is a struggle against the unlawful desires of your heart and mind. So in everything we have referred back to the Holy Quran and not made anything up ourselves, so to speak. And this needs to be remembered. We uh, are going through <clears throat> the Holy Quran word by word and uh, today in this uh, broadcast number 303 we are uh, going to look at uh, chapter 2 Al-Baqarah verse 98 Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Man kana adu Wallillahi wa malaikatihi wa rusulihi wa jibreela wa Mikala fa inna allaha adu Whoever is an enemy to Allah and his angels and his messengers and Gabriel and Michael, surely Allah is an enemy to such disbelievers. So today we will look at uh, the word Lil Kafirin, which is the last word of uh, this verse of the Holy Quran. This uh, verse, I can find my notes. It has two segments. The first Lam and then the rest of it, Kafirin. That's the second segment. It's uh, triliteral. Root is Kaf, Fa, Ra. And this occurs in the Holy Quran. Let me correct that. Words made from this root are 14 in numbers. So 14 different words have been coined. And in total, they occur in the Holy Quran 525 times. And uh, 289 times, it's the word Kafara. Kafara. And uh, 129 times, it's Kafirun. 
and then 37 times uh, kufr and 27 times kafir and 14 times kaf kafara and they should be 12 times say somewhere 12 times as kafur and actually i've missed out 129 times as kafirun and then after that it's you know once twice that kind of thing and um, as I always do, we will have a look at the meaning of the uh, the root, and then see what the uh, words that are made from that tell us so kufr or al kufr it means to hide something or cover something and people who reject the truth this word is applied to them. Why? Because they cover the truth. Now this, this is uh, also applied to things like uh, um, night. Because the night covers up everything. You can't see anything. And the farmer who sows a seed this word is also used for for him because he buries the seed in the ground and he hides it so that is the basic significance a word that's derived which i mentioned uh, um, earlier on al-kafur that's the covering, the skin in which you have the fruit, like the skin of a grape. It's hiding the real fruit. I mean, if you just lick, lick the skin of uh, a grape, you don't get the same taste. But once you bite into it, you can taste the actual fruit. So what's the skin doing? It's hiding the real thing. And from that, then we have Kufrun, which uh, means people who ungrateful people, people who don't thank. Maybe Allah generally it stands for people who don't thank Allah. And uh, you can be ungrateful 
to Allah in many ways. One way you can be ungrateful is by denying his unity, his Godhead, and so on. Another way you can be ungrateful is that you say, yes, there is a God, he exists, he sent us God, uh, and, and, and uh, so on. So you don't deny him with the tongue. But in practice, you deny him by uh, not following his revelation, by rejecting prophethood, and so on. So, it can be that, uh, you know, you say, oh no, I believe in God. But if you really believe in God, someone who has created this universe for you, someone who has given you all that is best in the world, which you're busy destroying, that's another way to be, show your ingratitude. You know, if you give someone a very expensive present, now I don't know, mobile phone, um, or whatever it might be, Let's, let's say for the sake of argument that you give someone a Rolls Royce, a limousine. And next time you go to his house, he's unloading sandbags from the back of the limousine. Would you think he's a grateful person that you've given him this posh car? And he's treating it in this way. And what are we doing? God has given us clean air. We are busy polluting it. God has given us clean water. We are busy polluting it. And so on. I can mention thousands of things. So are we really grateful? You know, just like the man who's given a Rolls Royce. And you go around to see him, you ask him whether he likes it and how it's going and so on, and you find that he's got uh, uh, all the rubbish, garden rubbish, piled in the back. And he's taking it to the dump. Do you think he's grateful for uh, this magnificent present that you gave him? So why should God not say that human beings are ungrateful creatures when we have treated his creation in, 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 in this way? And uh, God warns us, because if you're grateful, we're the ones who benefit. God doesn't benefit because we appreciate something, some, something wonderful. We think, hang on, we mustn't misuse it. We should protect it, use it in the best way possible. And God says in chapter 2, verse 152, 
وشکرولی ولا تقفر and you should acknowledge my favor to you and don't be ungrateful and god also says that you know you can despite acknowledging things with your tongue in practice you can do things which show that you're ungrateful وَفَعَلْتَ فَعَلَتَ قَلَّتِي فَعَلْتَ وَأَنْتَ مِنَ الْكَافِرِينَ Chapter 26, verse 19. And you did something which shows your ingratitude. And God warns us, warns us of the consequences of showing ingratitude. Chapter 14, verse 7. That if you show your gratitude, if you're thankful, I will grant you even more. But if you're ungrateful, then my punishment is very strict as well. And really, if, if, if we are grateful, it is for our own souls. It benefits us. It doesn't benefit God. You know, if we show our gratefulness by looking after the environment, not polluting the air, not polluting rivers and seas, not killing the creatures that he has created for fashion and, you know, fur coats and all this kind of thing, that will benefit us because we live on a better planet where air and water and things are cleaner. If we don't do it, then the environment is going to get spoiled and we are the ones who will suffer. And that's what God means when he says that his punishment is severe. It's our own actions, what we do, that cause us to be punished. And we should remember this. And the, the Holy Quran says this in chapter um, 30, verse 44. Woman, That those who do good deeds, amle salia. Who do those good deeds benefit? God? No. These people benefit by doing the right thing. If you don't pollute the air, you don't get that smog in many places. 
you'll be able to breathe. God doesn't need to breathe. You are the one who will be able to breathe. And the same thing applies to thousands of other things that we do. And when you do the right thing, it benefits you. It doesn't benefit God. If you do the wrong thing, it harms you. It doesn't harm God. And then God says in chapter, 86, uh, chapter 86, verse 83, but it says in chapter 2, verse 41, Do not become leaders of the ungrateful. Because now your offense is becoming more serious. You see, you do something that is wrong and that incites other people to do wrong things as well. Then you're responsible and you'll be punished not just for the wrong thing that you have done, but also what others do. Because you set an example. You were a leader. You became their leader. So, if you're going to be ungrateful, at least make sure that you don't add to your sin by inciting others to do this. You know, the, the, the uh, uh, example I gave earlier that, uh, you know, this poor man from Ceylon and someone shouted, he's committed blasphemy. And some people started to hit him and try and kill him and so on. But others rushed around inciting people to go and hit him and kill him and so on. In my view, those people who were inciting others to torture this person are just as guilty as those who actually did it. It's the uh, um, actually a practical example has come to mind. And uh, which is this, this is actually a court case. Uh, two men, they went somewhere to rob a place and a policeman came. Now one of these two robbers, he had a gun. The other one was unarmed. And the one who was unarmed said to the person with the gun, give it to him. 
Now, in English, give it to him means two things. It can mean kill him or it could mean, you know, the straightforward meaning, give him the gun. And the unarmed person, both, both were charged. Both were charged for the killing of that constable. Because the person with the gun fired and shot and killed the, the policeman. And the charge against the unarmed person who hadn't fired, who didn't have the gun, who didn't touch the gun, who didn't fire the gun, was that it is his it was his incitement to murder that caused the uh, his companion to fire the gun and shoot and kill the policeman. And both of them were hanged. The British criminal court found that they were both equally guilty. The one who incited and the one who actually did the deed. So this is what the Holy Quran is warning in that in in in, in that uh, those few words that don't set an example, which if others follow of doing the wrong thing, which if others follow, they'll also be doing the wrong thing. Because you'll be doubly guilty. Number one, your guilt will be that you did the wrong thing. And secondly, you'll be guilty that you caused others to do the wrong thing. And then we have the word al-kafur, which means very ungrateful. It's like good, better, best. So you're grateful, you're ungrateful, you're very ungrateful. As the Holy Quran says in chapter 22, verse 66, Innal insana lakafur. That man is very ungrateful. And then, of course, we have following on the example I gave you. Uh, of uh, <clears throat> good, better, best. I'm trying to look at my notes and see where that example is gone. So perhaps it's over the page. But anyway, the same thing. Uh, here we are, I found it. Al-Kuffaru. So that is the superlative of ungratefulness. Chapter 50 verse 24 says, Kulla kafarin anayit. Every disobedient, ungrateful person. So this is the superlative of the, of, of, of the, of the term. And then the Quran says, Inna Allaha la yahdi man, man huwa kazi, kazi bun kafar. Chapter 39 verse 3. Uh, 
and there's no doubt that uh, God does not guide the person who is a liar and is ungrateful. Now, it doesn't mean to say that these people don't have the Quran. They have the Quran just like you and I do. But they choose not to follow it. They choose not to try and understand it and apply it in their lives. So, although in the physical sense they have the guidance, but they don't use it to their benefit. And that is what the, what the, the Holy Quran is saying. That although they have the guidance, they have it, it is as if they hadn't been given the guidance. You know, God hasn't deprived them. He has no, he hasn't kept the Holy Quran or other holy scriptures from people. It's like, you know, a teacher says, you know, exam is coming, if you work hard and you do revision and so on, you're going to get a good grade. Now, for someone who's not going to do it, whether the, whether the teacher says it or not, is exactly the same thing. There's no difference. It's not that he hasn't received the advice. It's just the fact that they choose not to use it, not to benefit from it. So in this month of Ramadan, I appeal to you to reflect upon the Holy Quran, to try and understand its message and apply it in your lives. Our uh, time, not a time is finished. So with the prayer that whoever you are and wherever you may be, may Allah Grant all of you safety and protection. Assalamu alaikum, Khuda Hafiz. Goodbye.